All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever you are, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Hello. to the Saint Joseph Podcast. How are you guys doing? I hope you have. I hope you're having a great Lenten season. So Lent just started. So I hope you guys are doing great with our abstinence and fasting because I have been losing weight for our Lord and uh, I need to Absolutely. lay out some Christmas weight. I need to lay out some Christmas <laughs> weight. I have to. So Lent. Thank God for Lent. So how are you guys doing? Uh, I guess we find. At my end, how about you, Francis and Edward? How are your highlights of the week? Any highlights of the week that you'd like go to Go, Edward. Go, yeah, Edward. You can go first. Yeah. Plain editing. This is it. Oh, well, <laughs> I had exams. That's just it. Yeah. Thank you so much That's for your edits, Edward. Our, our <laughs> Facebook page. Very vibrant. Thanks to you. So thank you so much. And our intro, ladies and gentlemen, just a while ago was all thanks to Edward. So, Edward, love you, bro. Thank you for any that. Suggestions so, for ah, to yes. make it better, please. Yeah, if Could you guys have any suggestions yeah. or uh, any other insights that you'd like to share with us, you know, share your insights with us through the Facebook page of this podcast, facebook.com slash Saint Joseph Podcast. And we are also now on Spotify. You may check our check out our episodes through bit.ly slash SJP Spotify. What about you, Francis? How was your Yeah, we're weekend? we're looking forward to have the coffee conversations, diba? We we had the promote in the last episode. So if you guys want to share anything about St. Joseph, we're so willing to have those focus group discussions with you. But on my end, <laughs> it's just been a bit stressful because of a thesis. <laughs> but other than that, we're good, we're good. Same, All right, same. that's good. So I guess now is the time for St. Joseph. Now is the time that we may recharge through St. Joseph, you know, despite all of these stressful happenings that we've been experiencing. And yeah, I, I can't help but champion or really remind everyone to take a good rest every once in a while. You know, St. Joseph rested and all was well. All right. So, uh, Francis, Edward, uh, get your good well, get your good and well-deserved rest. All right. So, you know, last week was we had a really, really wonderful episode. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I had great insights on the lonely and the wretched. And I can't help but really feel inspired to move on and know more, you know, about how we can reach the peripheries through St. Joseph. So, Francis, you know, care to share, uh, how are we, what are we discussing for today? All right. Uh, let me start with this first. So, I think now in the, in the time that we're in, uh, there's so many things, there's so many ideas now that have literally changed the way that we look at things, the different ideologies coming from the most prominent areas in the world. And sadly, I think in that way, it has already pushed away, rejected many traditional yet noble ideals we ought to achieve with St. Joseph in achieving to be great uh, people for others. So uh, this can be summarized, I guess, in, in manliness, specifically Christian manhood, which does not, you know, it does not deny the beauty of femininity. It's, it's a gift, really. However, a lot of us have gone against this by branding it as some sort of uh, toxic masculinity or by rejecting patrimony. But, you know, it actually does not mean, and I'm sure most of you will agree with me, that this is still a gift that we ought to cherish, the treasure. How should we then approach this? Well, for me, what what if we had a different person, someone to look up to after all this time, someone special at the same time, ordinary, who can give us a true and authentic picture of a father, 
a true man, exemplifying in all codes of chivalry, <laughs> name them all, and marks of a gentleman, perfected and rooted in the virtues that make a person holy. And I think that's St. Joseph. St. Joseph is the person we need in our families because he himself fathered, again, as I said from the very first, he fathered God. So who else would exemplify in that being than St. Joseph? How about you, uh, Edward? Yeah, I agree with you everything you said. You actually said you know everything about today, tonight. Thank you okay. for that. <laughs> right, so Edward, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Edward will be our reactor yes, for today, today's oh. episode. But, you know, let's further deepen our conversations for today. So allow me to introduce, you know, our guests for today. So allow me to begin. Our first guest today, a graduate of the University of Santo Tomas. See you soon. <laughs> Where he earned a double degree in AB Journalism and AB Literature and an MA in Creative Writing. Mann is the founding executive director of Character Education Partnership Philippines, an international affiliate of CEP in Washington, D.C., USA. He was a lecturer in the University of Asia the Pacific, Latin and creative writing teacher in Paraf Northfield School for Boys, represent, founding executive director of Paraf Westbridge School for Boys, and former teacher and alumnus of Paraf Southridge School for Boys, the first batch of graduates from Paraf Southridge. Please welcome our first guest for today, the man, the myth, the legend, Sir Man Rintoy. Good evening, Sir Man. Thank you for joining Good us. Good evening. I'm excited to be here. Thrilled to always be, always thrilled to be with young people. So I feel young <laughs> a bit, even if I'm not good. that young anymore. <laughs> so well, happy go, to well, be here, sir. especially because we're going to talk about uh, one of the my favorite saints, Saint uh, Joseph. So I'm excited. All right. Thank you for that, Sir Man. Thank you for joining us today. Francis, go ahead and introduce our next guest. All right, so our second guest is a mother of seven. She's been married for 26 years, and she envisions that her family may be able to fulfill what God wants from each of each one of us here on earth and, and be successful in bringing each member of the family, of her family, to heaven, the, as she called it, the one true home. So please welcome my dear tita, Miss Lara Camacho. Hello. Good evening. Thank, Thank you, so you for much. joining us. Thank you for inviting me here. Oh, you're welcome, Tita. Thank you, Tita. Good evening and welcome to the St. Joseph Podcast. All right. So, dear friends, you know, thank you so much for joining us in this wonderful episode. Tonight's episode can be summed up into two words. Allow me, and I don't know if you agree with this, no, Francis and Edward, but tonight's episode can be summarized into two words, virtue and family. And those two things are exemplified through St. Joseph. So, Francis, go ahead and let's start our discussion for tonight. Maybe you can share with us our first question. Okay, basically the question is, what is virtue for you? Why should we struggle for virtue? And basically, why virtue? What does this have to do with St. Joseph? Maybe we can start with Sir Man. Well, I've been uh, spending my last 11 years going up, going around the Philippines, reaching out uh, to parents and teachers, community leaders, trying to champion character formation, which I think really is all about virtues. Because I see very clearly that is where the crisis is right now, a crisis in virtue. All these things that we are reading in the newspapers about the problems of uh, uh, teenage pregnancy, um, you know, February 14, I don't know if you read that news article, 
Population Commission Development would like to ask President Duterte to declare teen pregnancy as a pandemic <laughs> because of uh, the all-time high numbers in teen pregnancy. And when I say teen pregnancies, I'm talking of 10 to 14-year-old girls getting pregnant, giving birth. Okay? And uh, the figures are staggering. And then we talk of pornography. And then we talk of the problem of bullying. And then we talk of... And all of these, you look at the root of the problem. It's a crisis in virtues. It's a crisis in character. And so that's what I believe we should really be focusing on. As I would always tell teachers, math upgrade can wait. <laughs> science improvement can wait a bit. Sorry, uh, Edward. I know your heart is in science. But that can wait. But values cannot wait. Virtues cannot wait. Character cannot wait. And so that's what uh, is most urgent right now. And I think this is the time of St. Joseph precisely because he is a master teacher of virtues. Come to think of it, um, we wonder where Jesus learned all these virtues of uh, humility and uh, obedience and uh, piety. And But of course, he must have learned it from his father, <laughs> from his father and mother here on earth, Our Lady and St. Joseph. So I'm excited to talk about... Uh, St. Joseph and virtues, but uh, I think you should uh, ask also first Miss Lara <laughs> to tell us some things about uh, her point of view as far as virtues are concerned. Yes, let's go. Tita Lara, yeah. can you share us okay. about this question of ours? Yes. Actually, I want to to say what virtue is or to to think of virtue as a mother, how it is being taught at home because I think that is the clear mission I have in life. I have seven children, and virtue is, again, going back to what uh, Sir Mann said, that it is really building the moral character of the children. It is, I want to second what he also said, that at this time of the pandemic, it is not good to really dedicate ourselves just to the academics. When Duterte said that we, it's better to unschool our children, in a way, I, I would agree with that because there are a lot of things that we can teach our children. The, the chores at home can teach us virtues. That is a very practical example that men at this time of the pandemic can be honed in chores at home. It's no longer scores. It's going to be chores than scores. <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's the virtue. Uh, those are the virtues that we will be um, practicing if we, really, if we really help our children. Um, the, the practice of temperance, charity, hope, fortitude, all that. I, I remember in the summer, we had all our boys have their schedules to water the plants in the garden, morning and evening. I really don't like that we were able to get a house 
boy to do that now that it's that is when they started school because it was so consistent that they would water the plants in the morning and in the evening and there was a time that my 12 my 12 year old then was outside and a carpool mate asked me lara was that roco what was he doing outside? He was watering the plants. You know, <laughs> they, they got a shock of his life because he was watering the plants at the same time he had his Wallis Ting Ting. So, and they got used to it. They got used to it until the house boy arrived. It kind of like stopped. So I think it is really an exercise of the inner strength of, of the children. So that is, I think, um, very important to teach each one virtue. Thank you, Tita Lara. You know, it just, it just reminded me of uh, what my grandfather, who commented on our first episode of the St. Joseph podcast, and <laughs> he didn't want to focus on what we were talking about, actually. What he wanted to tell me was that just look at Jesus. Just look at Joseph. And just look at the fathers and their own sons, their own relationship now. They, they can't find a common ground. But when you look at Joseph, he was the one who instilled the virtues in Jesus. By how? By teaching him carpentry, by teaching him the things of the home, by teaching him what he needs to learn to build his own home, even if Jesus was not married, even, even if Jesus had, did not have his own family. Jesus was building the entire family, which is the church. And I think that began, as you mentioned, in the little things of the home, in watering the plants, in fixing the things around the house. That's why <laughs> my grandfather uh, stroke a cord in me. <laughs> so I, I think it's something that could also be discussed. But I, I like how you shared that of your son, the, the importance of virtue in the little things. Uh, wh what about you, our, our beloved reactor, Edward? Yeah, I actually agree with uh, all that you said. No, it's 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 the home is like the first. Say you can say it's school because our parents are like the first teachers, as you may know. And then, uh, it it's virtue is like as as the simple definition. It is the habit of doing good, habit of doing good things. And once, for example, watering the plants, if it becomes a habit, it it it's 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 something doing good. It's not. You don't really see people around the neighborhood watering plants, you know. And then, for example, in my family, we, us kids, we don't have a yaya or we don't have a maid. So we take turns uh, cleaning, washing the dishes. And then sooner or later, we'll have one. And I think um, it will, you know, some, exactly what Tita said, it might... Uh, it might end up as if we don't wash it anymore. So it, it's a good realization for me also and for my family that we should continue. Instead, even though if we have a mate or a yaya, we should try continuing helping them too. No? Now I would like also to comment on or expound more on what Sir Antoine said. It um, Nowadays, uh, the Philippines or our generation mainly will, are experiencing some kind of yeah, pandemic. Well, yeah. So what I've seen studies before, or in studies, these recent studies, is that our generation, or rather, I think, younger generations, they seem a bit more fast-paced, you know, fast-paced. They want things immediately. I think it's because of the digital generation we're in, 
once example when you're once you're watching or when a kid is watching television it cuts from one scene and immediately to the next scene so that kind of mm, makes it a habit to their to their mindset change their mindset that things should be fast-paced for example in games it's games are fast-paced you know some games like uh first person shooter games you need to go to this place and then immediately go to this place and then you need fast reactions so i think it nowadays there's a struggle for virtue because many let's say many children or many teens let's say teens struggle with the virtue of patience you know that's just an example patience so because of these fast-paced mindset that they have that they have developed through their younger years so yeah would you you guys any have any comments on that sir and toy yeah well you mentioned your generation and the younger generation so we're now talking of two different generations right sure. <laughs> but you know what is common among you young people is uh you you are so immersed in a very noisy environment <laughs> i know many young people i'm i may not be referring to any of you i know young people today who sleep with the earphones on and so they sleep with the music uh, playing they wake up to music they wake up to the sound in their alarm in their cell phone they are subjected to a lot of uh, noise from Spotify, from Netflix, from TV, from uh, everything. I mean, you're so immersed in a lot of noise. And that is where St. Joseph now comes in, the master of silence. <laughs> silence, I, I think, is one of the things that uh, young people today have to learn from St. Joseph. Uh, you do realize, for example, that <clears throat> the gospel does not record a single word uttered by saint joseph no <clears throat> not a single word and yet he did the will of god and yet he's the a terror of demons and yet he was able to to raise up the son of god i mean he did a spectacular work in uh, raising our lord so i think if there is anything that young people today can learn from saint joseph is uh, how to embrace silence. <laughs> you know, when I was in Baguio these last 10 days, <clears throat> there was a lot of free time. Um, after the retreat, I had to wait for a few days before the next retreat that I helped out in started. So I was trying to research on TikTok. Why are there, <laughs> why are there uh, millions of young people so engrossed and spending a lot of hours uh, in TikTok. And why is uh, Nina Guerrero able to get 21 million followers in TikTok? <laughs> so I tried to explore uh, a lot more about it. And really, I am so amazed at uh, the, well, okay, the, the talent is there. Uh, it requires a lot of talent, but it also requires a lot of time. <laughs> a lot of time I don't want to say wasted because, uh, I don't know, maybe that's their form of uh, expressing themselves, communicating. Of course, from the point of view of my generation, uh, most of us will say, 
that is a lot of time wasted. But I tried to have an open mind and I was really very impressed with the, the talent shown by people in being able to um, show uh, skills and uh, raw talent in such a short time of 10, 15, 20, 30 seconds. But again, that contributes to the noise that the young people are subjected to. That's a lot of noise. <laughs> Every TikTok video has to be accompanied by one song or another, one music or another. Uh, in slow-mo or in fast pace, I mean, <laughs> uh, it's amazing what they are able to do with all these things. But here now lies the problem. The young people today don't know anymore how to embrace silence. For them, silence has become equated to boredom. I mean, silence is boring. But you know, silence is the only way you can communicate with God. It's only through silence that we will be able to hear the Holy Spirit, for example. <laughs> it's only through silence that we will be able to get deeper into the knowledge of ourselves and the knowledge of our Lord, the knowledge of what God wants from us. And that's where St. Joseph comes in now. He is the master teacher of silence, um, of being able to do the will of God even without uttering a single word or without uh, making noise. <laughs> All the earth-shaking things that happened in his life happened in his dream when the angel told him, take Mary, when the angel told him, take Mary and the, your son to Egypt and stay there until I tell you in a dream <laughs> again. Um, so, St. Joseph is very relevant for the young people, for the TikTok generation, for the Netflix generation, for the Spotify generation. Now more than ever, you need to, le to learn from him the art of silence, from which will come piety, humility, docility uh, to the Holy Spirit, etc. Sorry, I think I lectured too much. But no, no, that was fine. great. Oh, that was great. I just had to That's talk great. about TikTok because uh, <laughs> I'm a fan. Sure, I think you have Sorry. a TikTok account. <laughs> um, Maybe you can plug it later on the no, I uh, not <laughs> I, not, I, I didn't do like that. I mean, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay. I was so, I was exploring it because you know when I talk to teachers, when I talk to parents, I go around the country. I cannot be just talking of the 1960s and the 1970s. I need to tell them what is happening among the young people today, and what is happening among the young people today is all these things: Netflix, Spotify, uh, TikTok, um, ML, uh, etc. Okay, so. <laughs> Amazing. That's a disclaimer. Yes, That's just a disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, sir. That, that research was very extensive. So. Yeah, grabe. Thank you, sir. Just imagine all the ideas from the practice of virtue at the home, the little things, and then the art of silence, and then all the different happenings around the young people, and then there's TikTok. So, all of this about virtue, precisely. So... Ikaw, Lucas, we haven't heard from you yet. Yeah, you know, uh, the, the conversations we're having right now, I really can't help but uh, remember the formation I received from Paris Northfield. You know? uh, I'll never forget the four core values or four virtues of a mariner. But I think it's best if I hear it from my dear alumni. 
you know, Edward and Francis, kindly share with us, you know, what are the four core virtues again of a Northfield Mariner? Can you guys unmute and share with us? It's not like you'll be shamed if you don't remember. So maybe <laughs> Go, Edward. <laughs> oh, I think it's like uh, hope. Was yeah. It? Wow. Beginning okay. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. H, I think H, good. H, H, H stands for... Oh, it's at the tip of my tongue. Okay. <laughs> H is like, like honesty. It's getting humility. Yeah. And then O, order, P, P-I-T-E. Excellent. Yes. Very good. Thank no? you for that. But you and know, Lucas, there, there used to be virtues of the month like each and every month oh, we would have a virtue even talk. until now even until or, now even that's until good now. <laughs> on, yeah, on the fifth floor we, we have yes. someone to speak on each little virtue yes yes and uh i can't help you know we mentioned i mentioned we mentioned a while ago hope you know humility the acronym hope humility order by the excellence and maybe i want to capitalize on the the word hope and you know the virtues uh the the young people today you know we may be slowly straying away from these virtues but i believe if we also have that hope you know that hope that this generation will rule the world you know will rule the neck the rule everything soon enough if we hope that this generation be formed be of great you know virtuous pious uh individuals we are you know uh safe we are really I don't know how to translate that, but we're there and uh, we are safe because this generation is guided by a moral compass that is virtues and we all have families to help us. And on the topic of families, allow me to move on to our next question, dear friends. So the question I would love to ask you, uh, Sir Man and Tita Lara is, you know, what are some virtues that we should be practicing as a family? So uh tita lara you know as you introduced yourself uh backstage before we started the live you said you were mother abraham and i, I can't help <laughs> I, I can't stop thinking about it you are mother abraham so maybe you can share with us what are some virtues that we should be practicing as a family because lately you know we've been spending so much time together you know every day is family day for all of us and for most of us so maybe you can share with us some virtues that we should be practicing as a family go tita lara yeah. let's go <laughs> No, I cannot help but laugh at what Sir Man said <laughs> all about those TikTok and the, the silent the silence of her of Saint Joseph Halo Halo ano. But it's really very funny for well for a mother for a for a dad seeing all your children doing all that. But for these kids, for these teenagers, it's really serious, Sir Man. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> they invest in all these things, I have to tell you. And they really put a lot of time. So anyway, going back to the question of Lucas, I just want to share that there has to be a lot of cheerfulness in the home. Especially at this time of the pandemic when everybody can get into each other's nerves. And we really have to make sure that we see little things that are funny that are amusing and we cannot be so caught up with ourselves we really have to see many many things that we can share with each other and find them interesting 
because I think if we are always so serious at this time of the pandemic and we are so stressed, which can be um, an issue at this time, it can be an issue. And we cannot be always be in panic mode. So here at home, what we normally do for, well, I don't know what Sir Man will tell me, but I allow my kids to to watch this. Um, what's this? Uh, the Running Man. Mm -hmm. Sir Man, have you watched that? No, no I'm not uh, familiar. <laughs> okay. Really okay. great Korean show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's a drama. basically no. It's it's not K drama, no, Lucas. It's clean. It's uh, all it's, fun. Uh, it's a it's. A TV show. It's it's always uh, airing prime time, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah, Korean fans there. Okay. Correct. So I think Sir Man will will have to watch that, right? <laughs> Part um, of my research. For... <laughs> <laughs> so those are the little things I think that we have to allow, because I hear my children after like a day's work in the house, because there is no division now of um, school and office or school and 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 home everything is being done at home actually where i am now uh, this was a dining room and it was converted into the study we have to put everyone here uh, three three computers and my husband and i will join them every day so there are like five six computers running in this small study so you can imagine that it's uh, it's it's really it's really busy, and what we do, you know, little things every day. We open the doors. There's a garden in front of the study, and birds will come in. Birds, <laughs> birds will come in, <laughs> or or the children will just go out. Suddenly they play ball. The, the lightheartedness, it ha it's very important, I think, at this time. Thinking of ways to, to really ease the pressure, ease the tension. So I think that is very important, cheerfulness. And to insert, to insert that, um, I mean, to insert that in the daily grind, we really always need to smile at each other. The children have to see us smiling because sometimes when we're not smiling anymore, they will think, of course, that they have not finished their assignments, they have not finished their PBAs, all those things. So it's very important. Secondly, I think it's very important to practice the faith at home, especially now it's Lent. We have left all the stations of the cross outside that were drawn by each of our children, two stations each. And you know, like um, I have a daughter who is 11 years old. She has emojis. Our lady has emojis saying that, you know, she sees our Lord suffering on the cross. And our lady has this emoji thumbs up sign saying, I'm okay. <laughs> and it's funny, the first time that we did the Stations of the Cross last year, we're going to repeat it, of course, this year. And they have already done it last Friday. My sons were here with their dad. They did the Stations of the Cross outside in the garden with each one of those stations posted by the trees. My daughter and I, the youngest one, we were in the, in the church 
we attended mass so we did our own there so next friday we will do it all together in the garden but anyway the first time that we did that it was funny because they were laughing secretly and some at the end of it becoming boisterously laughing at the pictures of how they were drawn but it's really a mixture you know you had to really sew everything together that family time that prayer that um you know joke time because i had i have a son i have this son i have this son who didn't draw <laughs> he chose to he chose to print out print the the first and the second stations so the, it was like for them oh come on why did you do that and we cannot laugh at your drawing we cannot laugh at your stations but you had the privilege to laugh at everyone else's so i think that is we really have to infuse that that faith with um with the family yeah the family vibrance uh, dynamics like I, I, again we also had um the saint joseph consecration last january one until the early part of february and i have to say that even my husband started to fall in love with saint joseph i have to say sir rento so it's sir man it's so hard to to fall in love with saint joseph because he practices that art of silence that you don't even know him you don't even know him. We, we, we cannot right. even know him. I don't know if you can, um, you know, how to know somebody when he is so quiet. But um, again, with the consecration, and we followed the Father Dan Calloway's consecration program, it helped us so much to appreciate who he really was. Can you imagine St. Joseph um, putting Jesus in by his chest? and then able, able to kiss him before he goes to sleep. Wow, that's really incredible. So it's really uh, loving St. Joseph now at this time of the pandemic. And I think lastly, the virtue of patience. So the patience is practiced, I think, by not delving so much on the negative things or on the things that can, like um, the little things. We cannot go into those little things um we have to really see the other person where he is coming from we have to put our feet in his shoes why is he acting that way um i have i have to tell you honestly that i have a daughter who is um having her classes starting march she's in college and she's already um feeling bad about it she doesn't like the online learning program at all but um how to how to amuse her is one of the things i think that i am busy always thinking of so that she'll be able to to relax it's very it's very um uh, there's so much pressure there's so much pressure. You cannot even talk to your classmates because they don't see your project. They don't see your work. And she's with clothing technology. So people have to see her own, her, her projects. So I think those are the virtues that we are exercising at home. Thank you, Tita Lara. And I can't help but remember, you know, um, my best friend told me that uh, 
you there's nothing a good laugh can't fix and uh i'm pretty sure uh saint joseph and uh jesus had and mary mama mary had their feats had their fun moments too so thank you really Tilara. what about you sir man what what are some virtues that we should be practicing as a family yeah well that's the challenge uh for us um simply because not a single word is recorded in the gospels doesn't mean that jesus uh, joseph didn't say anything <laughs> we can imagine that uh, there was a lot of laughter in that house in nazareth there was a lot of humor there was a lot of uh, um, joseph coaching jesus on how to uh, do the hammering properly and how to do the sewing properly i mean uh, really um there was a lot of conversation and come to think of it that is prayer the whole time that joseph was in the house of nazareth he was praying <laughs> talking to jesus and talking to mary was prayer and so that's what i'd like to highlight as a virtue that should be practiced at home and that should be learned from joseph the art of praying of conversing with jesus as we would converse with a friend, with someone who knows us very well, who is always ready to listen to us. And so, well, I'm glad um, Ms. Lara also mentioned about family prayer, practicing the faith at home, because I think that is precisely what uh, really we should be doing. Uh, given the situation right now where parents are stuck at home, doing work from home, and the children are also at home doing schoolwork from home. But uh, that we have to accept, we have to admit, is bringing about a lot of uh, pressure and stress on everyone, <laughs> on everyone, including parents and including students, including the young people. For parents, there's really no such thing as work from home because you are at home, you're still expected to be the one to cook, to clean, to, to do what you normally would be doing at home. <laughs> and then at the same time, for parents who are working, who have jobs in the office, and they have to do that at home. So that's uh, doing two things simultaneously, which normally they were not doing when they had to be in the office and they were not expected to do uh, house chores because they're not in the house but now they're in, they're in the house and then the same thing happens with students they're at home and so they are expected to do certain house chores simultaneous with uh, being able to finish all the workload that's why sorry but i'm going to plug an activity on a conference i'm organizing i have a conference with dr michelle borba on april 13 14 and the title is that, How to Raise Mentally Healthy Kids During Troubled Times. <laughs> and she's going to be very practical on those two days, what parents can be doing in order to ease the stress on everyone, what um, parents can be doing at home so that the children do not fall into uh, boredom because they are at home, and at the same time, stress, because while at home, they're supposed to be, they're expected to fulfill certain school requirements. Um, how to make sure that the kids are, uh, I mean, that there's peace in the house. <laughs> um, 
given the fact that they are suddenly thrown into this situation when where they have to be together the whole day uh so she's going to be very practical she's even going to, she talks about uh, having a sort of recess a fixed recess for everyone at home because that's one of the things that the young people miss i mean lucas don't deny you miss recess and lunch breaks as well <laughs> which <Yes>. now <laughs> which now you are deprived of especially the younger ones they are deprived of that and they miss it and so how do you go about having a sort of recess at home so she's going to talk about those things april 13 14 <laughs> um the um, details about uh, how to get the tickets for those webinars um, will be available in uh, Facebook. In fact, they're already available. So I partnered, I partnered with the University of Asia and the Pacific in being able to do this. This is going to be 10 to 12 noon, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. It's a live lecture that she's going to give for two days, April 13 and 14. And yes, she is going to talk a lot about virtues at home. <laughs> which I will not expound on anymore because uh, she's going to be tackling um, secular virtues for homes, for um, parents and with their children at home. And so for now, I really just want to emphasize that um, families should be spending time um, praying together, finding ways of being able to practice the faith in spite of the fact that we have been deprived of our sacraments <laughs> these days. Um, um, you know, a few months ago, we were talking about the um, Father Calloway's book, Champions of the Rosary. And uh, I remember talking about the rosary as a spiritual weapon, spiritual weapon, because throughout history, it's been like that. The, the woman who is supposed to crush the head of the serpent, um, the um, curse given by God to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman. And really, it's been uh, century, it's been centuries, 20 centuries of uh, fight between that woman and the serpent. And I firmly believe this pandemic <laughs> is Satan's response to Mary's um, bringing in to St. John Paul II, the Luminous Mysteries. As the Luminous Mysteries were response of Mary to Satan's uh, attacks against the family. And uh, Satan's um, the attacks against the family are a response to the Fatima apparitions. Uh, where she again insisted on praying the rosary. And then we go back all the way to the very time that she revealed the rosary to St. Dominic as a weapon against the Albigensian heresy, which Satan's response would be to destroy the rosary to do the black death of uh, the 14th century, where 75 million people died worldwide, 25 million in Europe alone. Um, and that uh, response of Satan to the rosary was successful because he managed to erase all documents related to the rosary. I mean, you should be asking, uh, St. Dominic is the founder of the Order of Preachers, and yet we do not have a single document written by him. All of them were burned during the Black Death. 
the Black Plague of the 14th century, which was Satan's response to the Rosary. And going all the way to the present now, this pandemic is Satan's response to the luminous mysteries of uh, St. John Paul II. Um, families should be really uh, countering this pandemic with a lot of prayers. It's very painful to know that we still have many families who are very afraid of COVID. They have not gone back to the church for face-to-face -face mass, for face-to-face, -face, uh, uh, I mean, real, really being present inside the church. I know uh, many families who still rely on um, televised mass, which of course is just not the same. They are deprived of the real um, um, power of the Holy Eucharist. No? And so um, piety, as Joseph spent his whole life <laughs> talking to Jesus and Mary, family should be doing that these days, talking to Jesus and Mary and Joseph at home. And I'm very happy that, uh, well, Pope Francis has declared this year as Saint, the year of St. Joseph. It's really bringing about a revolution of sorts. I passed by St. Paul bookstore this morning. Wow, suddenly they have uh, all sorts of images of St. Joseph available for sale, <laughs> which were not there just uh, two, three weeks ago when I passed by to try to get some um, materials. Now they are all there. So this uh, sort of revival uh, and deepening of devotion to St. Joseph is really uh, going to bring about a revolution, a silent revolution, <laughs> um, as, I mean, really consistent with what he has been, uh, how he appears in the Bible as a silent man. This revolution that he is causing now um, is also a sort of silent one. And I am just excited to see the fruits of this silent revolution that is taking place right now because of the uh, deepening of the devotion to St. Joseph um, years from now. Yep, that's the virtue I want to push, piety uh, at home. Thank you very much for that, Sir Man and Ditalara. You know, Edward, your thoughts. Can you share yeah. with us? Yeah, what's up? Thoughts. It's like a meditation. <laughs> Well, yeah, I agree. You know, I'll just simplify it maybe. Yeah, I think since it's the pandemic, um, it's best since we're all in our homes. You know, it's best to finally have some time with our family, do do activities with our family, pray together with our family, you know. And I've actually real uh, noticed or realized in my Facebook uh, feed or Twitter what I see in you know, in social media, that uh, kids or teens nowadays kind of miss their friends, so they tend to go out, you know. But, and then they get excited that they get to meet their friends, they get to meet their classmates, but are they, do they get excited when they have some family time? You know, that just made me realize, do they get excited that, hey, it's time for prayer with family. Hey, it's, it's, it's time to... Let's play Monopoly with family. Do they get excited for that? Play some games with the family. You know, this is what I realized. I don't know if they do. Maybe some out there. I don't know any. But that's just my take on what 
we should practice inside our homes. You know, since it, it's time, it's a pandemic, it's family time, might, it's the best way to start having some activities as a family. And yeah, that's, that's, that's my thoughts. Thank you right. for that, Edward. All right. So, dear friends, I hope we hope you're having a great time. The podcast, you guys are learning a lot today. Please feel free to share comments in the comment section below and share also your insights with us through our Facebook page at facebook.com slash St. Joseph Podcast. And if you wish to have more conversations, deeper conversations, to share our love and affection to St. Joseph, feel free to share and join us through our coffee conversations, which will be launched anytime soon. So, Francis, uh, we're having a great time uh, in today's episode. So this is the signal that we are about to end. We now move on to the segment, or one of our main segments for this show is, what would St. Joseph do? In this segment, we share, you know, some key insights or how do we, you know, really employ the teachings, the wonders, you know, the acts, <laughs> the arts of St. Joseph in our lives. So Francis, take it away for our segment of what would St. Joseph do? Take it away, Francis. <laughs> I think uh, th this question echoes already what we've just talked about because precisely the virtues that we should practice as a family is very much the same. What are the particular virtues we ought to imitate from St. Joseph himself? And how relevant are they in this time, in the age, in the generation, with the generation gaps, with the different ideologies, with the different particular situations? But right now, in this time and age of St. Joseph, maybe we can start with Joe himself, Edward Joseph. <laughs> Let's go, Edward. <laughs> Ooh, surprised. Well, what can we do? Well, we, we, we know that uh, St. Joseph, he is, he, we don't know much about him. He's not seen much in the, in the Bible. And I'm going to let's say, I remember one homily that I've listened to before. And the priest talked about how St. Joseph was hidden, you know, and yet he was able to do good things. Now, he relates it to, uh, to what's happening now, nowadays, that whenever we are hidden, it's either we are prone to sin or we can do something good. But most of the time we are prone to sin because no one is looking at us. No one is noticing what we do, you know, especially in online classes, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're the only ones there, you know. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then there's a quiz. So who's watching us? That's a good example. Once we're hidden and no one's watching us, we are prone to commit sin. And and just like St. Joseph, this the other part, or the other part of the coin, you know, we don't need to publicize or show that we are doing good. We need we don't need to show, we don't need to post in Facebook, hey, we're doing this, we're doing that. We can just stay hidden. You know, virtue is, is, is a habit of doing good. Um, it's you it, at the end once you keep on doing good even though people don't realize that you're doing good they would eventually know that you're doing something you know because it has it has become part of your life you don't have to tell people that hey look I've um, I give money to the poor or or I gave I studied or something like that you know the good things don't need to get publicized people don't need to know that 
you're a good person. They have to see that through your actions. Yes. So yeah, that's that's just my take of what would Saint Joseph do? He's a hidden person. No one knows about him, but he's a saint. He's a father of Jesus. He's a husband of Mary. He's been a good father to me. He's been a good husband to Mary. Sorry, he's been a good father to Jesus. And yeah. Thank well, you. What, what you amazing, amazing Very insights. Good. Well, maybe I can uh, follow up on that. We, uh, Tita Lara mentioned cheerfulness, patience, and certain toy. Sermon mentioned piety, and then now you talk about precisely this hidden quality of Joseph. Now, what comes to my mind, particular virtues, is the very founding block of all these virtues, and that is humility. The, the good hiddenness, the good silence that we ought to live. And because, again, like what you said, <laughs> we, I think we're so prone now to, to publicize everything because most of us are just online. We're just stuck at our homes. And the next best thing we can do is continuously uh, fill ourselves with a lot of noise of the social media, the TikTok, the Netflix, etc. And that gives us the best opportunity as well to re-echo that to our friends. Oh, I've been doing this. Oh, I've been doing that. And But really, what, what, what are we in, in reality? <laughs> is there anything that we should be really proud of? I think what we should be really proud of is that we're helping one another, that we are united in this battle because the pandemic hasn't ended. People uh, have a difficult time, as mentioned, to come to Mass or to do things or to do that. Some will start face-to-face -face classes like next month for some people here, but we really don't know. We are still in the same boat. And that boat tells us it's not really the best time to publicize everything that we should be doing. Now, that's the first thing when it comes to uh, when considering humility. Now, the second thing that comes to, to my mind is uh, simplicity. Simplicity because uh, I think one thing I realize now, one thing that we forgot <laughs> to, to emphasize in the life of St. Joseph, we've talked about virtues, we've talked about some peripheries already, but we, talk, we haven't talked about the great human person, the great lover of Joseph, which is Mary, the mother of Jesus, the beloved spouse of Joseph. And it reminds me precisely of a quote, behind every successful man is a woman. <laughs> so just imagine the silence of Joseph. And I realized in the things that I mentioned before, I, I always say that we need to paraphrase uh, sorry, we need to paraphrase the things of Mary, the things said of Mary to Joseph because precisely how could they have raised Jesus together if they weren't in agreement with each other, if they did not have the same virtues, if they did not, even if Mary had the special privilege of not having sin at all, not being even conceived with sin. We don't know with Joseph, we, he also had a special grace, but uh, Mary again has this particular great gift and again, that did not keep Joseph from being how successful he is now, how great of a man he is. And precisely behind every successful man is a woman. And when I say that, I'm not saying, wow, there's so many things about Mary. There's so many things about Joseph. And it feels 
it feels so complicated. It discourages me. No, precisely the simplicity, the simplicity of Mary, the simplicity of Joseph, precisely that we don't know anything what happened in the 30 years of Jesus. It was so silent. There was no noise. They just lived an ordinary life with each other. Ordinary, in fact, <laughs> ordinary, in fact, like it's, it somehow echoes the pandemic now. Like we're just at our homes, but that wasn't causing any anxiety to Mary. That was not causing any problem to Joseph because they lived as how God called them to be. Mary at home. And I'm not saying that the, the woman should always be at home. No, the woman can do anything. I know for a fact Tita Lara worked in the airlines. I know for a fact Joseph did so many things to instill in Jesus how to be a man of the home, of the little things. That's why precisely carpentry was the way Joseph instilled the little things, the, the virtues, the values, the little habits that we should develop to be a family man, to be a father. Precisely where we started with this discussion. Who is the perfect model we can give to the world to reestablish what true fatherhood, true gentleman, true virtue? I think that's St. Joseph. So again, humility for me, simplicity, and precisely the silence of Joseph, which does not mean noise is bad. <laughs> I think it's just a matter of tempering it. I think, uh, of course, the generation gap, no? I, 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 I admire, I respect people who might find it a bit too hindi ko kaya. But exactly, some people now, a lot of Catholics, in fact, use TikTok to, to evangelize even three-minute videos. Uh, some friends have shown me those videos, how they precisely evangelize using TikTok, how they evangelize like what we're doing now with the podcast. There's so many ways to reuse the bad, uh, bad perspective we've had at noise in a good way, in a very light way, in a way that inspire all of us to imitate Joseph. So now I think I've said too much. <laughs> I think I have to, <laughs> to get back and let the veterans speak. Maybe we can start with Tita Lara. Very good reflections. From these boys, I have to say, man, Sir Man, you trained them well, huh? <laughs> you formed them well. <laughs> they trained me well. They trained me. <laughs> that's the way, I think that's correct, no? Our children help us in so many ways. Um, in that humility, in that simplicity, in that silence. It's, it's very true. Um, my children always have to tell me that um, <laughs> last night we went to Somo Market. If you haven't been there, you have to visit the place. I don't know if you haven't, if you have seen it. It's a very huge grass area in the south. It's in Bacoor and people go there to fly kites. A lot of children also go there like what Sermon said that um, people are so scared to go out to the churches. Um, there, everybody is just so scared. It it seems that fear has been instilled in our hearts this time of the pandemic. And how can we not get scared? We are going to die. That's why we are so scared. <laughs> but there. The cars were there, they were parked. You can um, put mats on the, on the 
by the grass. You can bring out your food. There is safe social distancing. What I'm saying here is that um, really at this time, it's very important to remove that fear in the hearts of our children. And it's really through St. Joseph that we can find that courage. It was so difficult what he has gone through for a father or for a husband not to be able to provide for the wife when it was one of the most difficult stages. She was going to give birth and she didn't have the proper place. It was in a cave. The, the animals were there. For a woman that is really very humiliating, embarrassing, because you're going to give birth and you want privacy, but it was not there. But St. Joseph, I think, was the refuge for Our Lady. And that's why she was, he was the protector of Our Lady. He was the protector of the Virgin. And he was able to instill that that peace in the heart of Our Lady, that the two of them, they're enough for each other. With Our Lord in their midst, they were all enough for each other. So it's important that at this time we have to, and how do we remove that fear in the hearts of our children? I have to speak through my experience as a mom. One is to really listen to my children. I have to really look them in their eyes and tell them that we are here. This may be an experience that is already very long, <laughs> but we really have to sit them down and explain that, well, man is limited. That's why he, he or she turns to St. Joseph. He or she turns to Our Lady. And she or he turns to our Lord. And then, of course, it's important for us mothers, the mothers out there, that we have to know the love languages of our children. It's very important. Why? Because if a child wants physical touch, uh, a pat on the back, a pat on the head, then we are ready to give that. If the child wants a little bit of, you know, that drink from Macau, <laughs> Imperial Guilty, then we have to find ways. We really need to find ways. We cannot give our child mocha cake if the child doesn't like mocha cake. <laughs> we really have to know that love language. Like if that child is needing some words of assurance, then we also know when to give it. Um, it's also important at this time, again, it, re it goes around the virtue of charity, that love especially that is practiced right now, it is required very much at home. We, learn, we should learn how to forgive the mistakes and shortcomings of each other. Um, some people are not huggers. 
but I think we have to know as parents when we will give that hug, when we will give that embrace. I'm sure Our Lady embraced our Lord so many times and also Saint Joseph. Sometimes I jealous, I am so envious of, of Saint Joseph no? um, and Our Lady, how the whole the whole of their lives they were able to really embrace our lord and and kiss him <laughs> but for us we're so limited we can only kiss the statues no we can only kiss the 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 feet of of um the sleeping saint joseph we can only kiss the cheek of the sleeping saint joseph and just whisper in in his ear <laughs> as parents as mothers our heart aches and then we also have to know how to keep quiet. For, for parents, for me, I have to tell you, I'm the battalion commander before, during Tita Gina's and, you know, fourth year. Sir, Sir Man, I had so much noise. <laughs> I was the noisiest. I had to be the noisiest. I have to call them by shouting at everybody, you know. You know, that, that phrase that will make... All the nine sections, ten sections come to me. I have to shout, Talupad! Takbuwana! <laughs> so I had so much nice in my life, I have to say. But of course, as mothers, we have to know when to keep quiet. And when we keep quiet, it means that um, we know that this child is hurt. Maybe love life. That's very basic, that love life, sir, man. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we know that when are these kids hurt? Um, for them, it may be very serious, but for us, it's simple. But we have to go to the depths of their um, being, to their souls. And I think most importantly, to, to cap it all, um, I have to say that quietly as a mother, I have to pray. We have to pray for our children, for each one, for the individual needs of each one. Um, that is, I think, the, the again, I have to say, at the refuge. At this time of the pandemic, it's the life of prayer, that life of piety, that even if there are things that we will not understand, in this lifetime, we know that Our Lady, Our Lord, Saint Joseph will understand us, and that alone can already satisfy our 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 pains, our needs, our yeah, our our lack, our wants. I think that's for me. Thank you, Rodi Dalara. Go ahead, Sir Man. What about you? What would Saint Joseph do? Um, well, first, I what I want to say is. You're doing a great job of uh, getting St. Joseph more known, better known by people. And so I'd like to encourage you. Um, now, we're talking about what would Joseph do. You know, one of the things that uh, is very unfortunate is uh, how little we know about St. Joseph. Okay. <laughs> In fact, um, because he never uttered a word and... Um, we know very little compared to, for example, the life of our Lord. No? But here's something I hope this podcast will be able to accomplish and uh, will be able to drive home in the mind of your listeners. St. Joseph was not a wimp. 
Okay, silence is not equivalent to being a wimp and uh, um, weak. Because in fact, the virtue that we all should learn from St. Joseph is his um, fortitude, strong character, braveness. I mean, he really was a brave man and a very strong man and a very powerful man and a very young man. Um, I encourage people to read the book of Father Calloway. He spent a long, I mean, extensive discussion there of how uh, St. Joseph is not like how he was depicted for um, too long. A, an old man, bearded man. <laughs> you know, he, as Mother Angelica would say, um, an old man would not take a 150-mile journey from Bethlehem to Egypt. No? St. Joseph could not have been an old man. They only depicted him as an old man because many people could not accept the fact that here was a man who's supposed to take care of probably the most beautiful woman who ever lived. And uh, people could not put together purity, chastity, and being able to defend the purity of one of the most beautiful, if not the most beautiful woman to have, to have ever lived in this world, Our Lady. That's why uh, for too long, they were depicting him as old, incapable of uh, um, sexual drive. I mean, St. Joseph was a very young man, a very forceful man, and he was a very brave man. And, he, and that's what, one of the things, I think that's the main virtue that we, um, at this time and age, should learn from him. To be brave in facing these challenges that we are facing right now, as I mentioned earlier, this pandemic is nothing compared to the Black Death of the 14th century. This pandemic is nothing compared to being told one day, uh, Herod wants to kill your son. <laughs> you, have to, you have to save him. I mean, think, think, as a parent, if you are a parent right now, and then you're told in a dream, the king, not just the president, <laughs> The king is after your son. He's going to kill him. He, he has deployed the, all the soldiers to look for your son and kill him. You have to protect him. And Joseph, without any complaint, did all he could to protect the life of this woman and the life of this baby. He's very brave. He wasn't a wimp. And then uh, to be told one day that young. Uh, you know, now, by the way, those cribs that you built as a carpenter, you have to leave them behind because now you have to go to Bethlehem for this census. I mean, <laughs> he had to, you can imagine, he, when he learned that he was going to be the father of this special um, a god, I mean, <laughs> that uh, his wife was going to give birth, uh, to do a um, um, virgin birth, whoa, he knew what he was getting himself into. And uh, he had to leave, he prepared uh, for that birth by um, creating his masterpiece of uh, a crib and uh, decorating the house there in Nazareth to be the best house that could um, house God 
who was going to be born. And yet, suddenly, he was told, Uy, census, now you have to go to Bethlehem, leave all these things behind. And then he did, he did it. He obeyed. Th that's how brave he was. And then, to go to Egypt, uh, a new place with a new language. Uh, you were my students in Latin. You know how difficult it is to learn a new language. <laughs> now, if one day you're told, oh, by the way, you have to live in a place now with a totally different language. You don't know Egyptian, but you have to go there and you have to survive. And then you have to wait there uh, until I tell you to that it's safe to go back. And it took, I think, six years, no? Um, for the first six years of the life of our Lord, he was in Egypt. And Joseph had to survive, had to look for a job, had to look for a way to uh, bring food to the house, um, to the family. He's brave. He's not a wimp. He's not a weakling. Simply because he was silent in the Gospels doesn't mean he was weak. He was brave and strong and um, had that kind of fortitude that we all badly need now to face these challenges that we have in our own life, uh, pandemic or no pandemic, um, we all have our own challenges and we have that bravery, that um, courage, that uh, strength of character that we can learn from St. Joseph on how to face all these things. Um, I have not talked about uh, the crisis of the whole world of abortion, of divorce, of this homosexual, um, the travesty of marriage that people are making out of this sacrament. Um, all these are challenges, but they are nothing compared to what Joseph had to face. We need his courage. We need his fortitude. We need this strength of character for us to also um, survive these challenges and get on to be successful in our life and raise a very good family, a successful um, family in every sense of the word success, in which does not only mean financial success, but uh, there is also that uh, moral success and uh, um, uprightness of life that um, everyone at home will live because of the kind of uh, guidance we're going to give everyone there. So it's true. Now more than ever, we need St. Joseph, given these challenges that we see today. We need his bravery. We need his courage. We need his strength of character. Very Thank nice. you. Thank you very much. Fortitude. A mariner. No, I'm sorry, but I can't help remember. Fortuna Favit Fortibus, the motto of our school. Fortune. Fortune. Favors the brave. The brave so, yeah. and, don't forget. Thank you for that. Thank you so much, guys, for that wonderful, wonderful discussion. And for me, from my end, I just wanted to share with everyone what would St. Joseph do? St. Joseph would dream. St. Joseph would hope. So let's never stop dreaming and let's never stop hoping that all will be well. So thank you so much for joining us today. I hope. You know, we hope you guys had a great time uh, for today's episode. Uh, allow me to plug before we pray our prayer to a prayer of St. Louis de Montfort. Again, we are inviting everyone for our coffee conversations. You know, grab a cup of joe and talk about the joe himself. Uh, we are inviting you guys to join us for some focus group discussions to 
furthermore, you know, further talk about uh, our love and affection for Saint Joseph. And also, Sir Man, maybe you'd love to share with us again, uh, remind us all about your uh, the wonderful conference that you're about to have this April. Yes, April 13, 14, How to Raise Mentally Healthy Kids During Troubled Times, featuring Dr. Michelle Borba, author of 28 best-selling books on character formation, and that makes her now the leading um, expert in the field. Uh, for more details, you can visit our website, www.characterconferences.com. Okay, that's one word, characterconferences.com. You can also get your tickets from there. We've brought the ticket uh, price so low. It's, uh, I think it's only 350 per day seminar. So um, if you register for the two days, that's only 700. Um, it's highly subsidized by sponsors because we really want to be able to reach out to as many teachers, as many parents, as many community leaders who need to hear these things of how to make sure these young people today will grow up to be mentally healthy in spite of the troubled times. Thank you so much for that, Sir Man. Once again, thank you so much for joining us, guys. Um, thank you. This is Joseph Podcast, Tita Lara. Sir Man, thank you so much for joining us today. And Edward, I think we it's now time that we pray. So now let us pray the prayer to prayer of Saint Louis de Montfort. Go ahead, Edward. Okay. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Joseph the Just, wisdom is with you. Blessed are you among all men, and blessed is Jesus, the fruit of Mary, your faithful spouse. Holy Joseph, worthy foster father of Jesus Christ. Pray for us sinners and obtain divine wisdom for us from God, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Saint Joseph, our Father and Lord, pray, pray for, for us. In the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today, dear friends. We hope you had a great time. You learned something new today. Together, let us journey to Saint Joseph's heart. This has been the St. Joseph Podcast with Lucas Francis Edward and our wonderful guests today, Tita Lara and Sir Man Rentoy. Thank you. See you on our next episode. Ite Ad Joseph. Bye, dear friends. Have a great day.